I hope you're all tucked in in your little nori blankets because Saturday Omaha eat this TJ let's let's indeed pretend that we're in a far off land here on Saturday Omaha and where there's seas and oceans and things and because we're kind of in a landlocked state and well there's more out there in the world and and we found some of this located at Isla del Mar a restaurant of currently one location soon to be two locations but the current uh, seafood centered edifice located at 5101 South 36th Street, Omaha, Nebraska, and an excellent South Omaha zip code of 68107. And that is indeed where the official Saturday meal took place. TJ, how you doing, man? I'm doing okay. Uh, uh, recovery has uh, has taken some time. And pulling back the curtain a little bit on our Saturday process, this is a few days after the actual meal itself, which is good yes. because I've had a little bit of time to digest and uh, and relax and recoup from a big restaurant with big food. Yes, that, there's, that's, there's no kidding uh, regarding the size of food potential that you can get at Isla Del Mar. The the menu alone will show you, you know, you can get anything from a single individual taco to towers of seafood or large cauldrons of seafood. And I, I believe between you and I that's we that we is not both a metaphor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's <laughs> very literal literal cauldrons or or mokelhetes in this case and and towers of yeah, if, said if you, food. If you are uh, in in a position to do so, those of you driving, please uh, wait or possibly even pull over to check the Isla Del Mar menu, which may or may not have an actual end. (laughs) There's everything on it. And there's lots of everything on it. And there's big everything on it. When you have an entire section of seafood towers, you are playing to win or at least to overwhelm. Yeah, because there's a, uh, you know, you got the appetizer based section. There's the cold seafood section, the hot seafood section, an entire oyster section, a sushi section, which while alliterative is somewhat hard to say. And, and then there's like, you know tacos and and things too it's it's kind of crazy it's in a uh i was it a maybe a four ring bound binder uh marcy of uh peanuts uh fame or, or i guess it was peppermint patty maybe uh should stay away from uh closing this menu it may get trapped in your hair because uh goodness gracious it's it's sufficient uh laminated uh pages you know i think the uh, ringed binder methodology works well because you might need to flip back and forth through these pages so you need something that operates with minimal friction and maximum turning speed for your pages yeah i think after being in a few times uh, navigating may become easier but deciding what you want out of the available options is kind of a task in and of itself again pre-game in this case is a uh, a wise choice also one of the things we harp on or at least that i harp on is the website. Uh, Isla Del Mar's website is not, you know, super fancy in that it has a lot of, you know, 
web tool, HTML, five scripty whatevers integrated. What they did is they have an order here button and they have their menu, I assume, as a PDF or as pictures as, as something like that. Just their full actual printed menu documents all the way down, which means that their location, <gasps> their hours. Yes. Their menu uh -huh. and their number <gasps> are all on the front page of their website. You mean the so four I know. corners yep. of of restaurant information? Isla Del Mar has has nailed this. The four islands yep. of restaurant the, information. The four pillars of uh, although that that may be uh, maybe appropriating some metaphor, but there are a lot of things with pillars. The the things that uh, that hold up your restaurant because I want to know where you are, when you are open, how to get there or talk to you, and what you are serving. If I don't know these things. It becomes difficult to access your restaurant or to know if you have things that I want to consume at your restaurant. These are all important, and they went the uh, a relatively simple way of doing it. And darn it if it's not effective, because the second I go there, I start browsing all the tasty things. Indeed, and I, I appreciate also that you have the uh, Spanish description of the menu item and the English version of that for all the dishes that are on the menu as well. So depending on which language you would prefer to read your menu or menu in, you can access both of those things. I, I like that as well. That's kind of cool. And that's actually, yeah, that is a good thing to point out. This is a, a Southo establishment. It is decidedly uh, an authentic feeling Mexican establishment where if you wish to speak Spanish, I, I do believe there are many to accommodate you. But uh, I, I it has been brought to my attention recently that there are any number of people who will uh, shy away from such an establishment because they feel they will have difficulty communicating. So for uh, for any of you who are in that boat, this is everyone we ran into uh, was very easy to talk to. Our server was very good. Um, I think you will be of of the two languages on on offer. I think you will be very comfortable if you speak either one. It's it's a very I, I felt very welcome and very comfortable here, although kind of hard not to with. Let's talk about the atmosphere here. Yeah, let's let's do this, this was, real quick. It was a party, TJ. <laughs> Yes, it was. Um, balloons and two, count them, two mariachi bands and all. Uh, this was definitely, I don't know how often they, they go this far. Maybe this is a Friday thing or like Friday through the weekend. But they had two, uh, both a positive and a negative here. They had two mariachi bands. I like that. They had two amplified mariachi bands. I have mixed feelings on that. Well, yeah, let's I don't know how much your tuba needs amplification. So it was <laughs> it, it was a little bit high volume. But if you want that that party feeling uh, it was was a little bit on the, the club side. So for those uh, those who are like me, who, who prefer the conversation over the music, uh, that there is a little something negative there. But darn it. it it's fun. There. Uh, well, and I can solve the volume. And we've just done the wrap up. Good evening. Yeah, right. And that's everything. No, uh, I can I can help you solve the volume problem, TJ. Uh, go on Sunday night because I went again yesterday. Oh, did you? <laughs> uh, I did. Live I did. live music or, no. or background? How how is background that set music. up in terms of noisiness? Background music. They had like 
R2 Meal 2 uh, driving around, uh, <laughs> not replacing the servers in any way, but helping them out if they're serving large quantities of stuff. I've never seen a thing like this. It's like a two or three tiered little uh, uh, R2 type Star Wars y droid that uh, drives around and it carries extra platters of tasty food. I was like, what the heck? I mean, they've got. A sushi bar, a regular bar. They had balloons. They had bands. They had a claw machine and a and a R two meal two robot. I mean, it's just it was wild. It was I I didn't even know what what all was coming at me the first time around. It was crazy. With that, let us talk about some food. I want to touch briefly on the uh, chips and salsa that come to the table at no charge. The salsa itself is a, a thinner salsa, so a salsa versus like a picante or something along those lines. Uh, deep red color, very tasty. Standard, you know, tomato, onion type uh, conveyance um, or, or delivery method of flavor. And some delicious chips. Um, one thing that I thought was kind of interesting is uh, the chips on Friday night when we went were very similar to Sam's Leon, uh, which is a little family grocery store that also serves delicious tacos and other things uh, off of 20th Street. And they're a thicker corn chip, excellent for uh, scooping up some bean dip and, and of the like. But my chips that I had on Sunday night were more of a thinner chip. So I don't know if Friday was just popping and they like had to break into the extra 55 gallon drum of uh, Sam's Leon's chips they had back there, but they were actually different on my two visits. Both were tasty. I, I do like those thick ones are kind of a fun uh, difference and they also work good with the guacamole, which we, which we also got. It's 10 bucks. There's a reason it's 10 bucks. It's a big like cereal bowl of guac. Uh, there's no shortage of, TJ, did we even finish the guac between our party of four? No, because the food came out quickly enough yeah. and I was being, you know, you don't want to, uh, guac is an expensive item, generally speaking. You don't want to start swiping somebody's all willy nilly <laughs> or eat, eat well, way more than your share of a communal bowl, but gosh, golly gee, there was a ton of that. Yep. Yeah. We did not get through it before our, uh. Our literal towers of food got there. Yes, and uh, yes, all the towery heights and uh, Mokulhete depths uh, that we got. The the guac, a very fresh tasting guac. Uh, I will say the the lime for me was there's a little more lime than than my preference would like. Uh, that's that'd be up to you. I would say a little bit of salt uh, would even that out. But hey, as uh, faithful listeners may know, I I am the salt guy. But uh, I think in this case uh, it would balance the acidity a little bit. But guess what? But that's an easy thing to do because there's a salt shaker at the table. Ta-da! Uh, let us talk about something else refreshing with lime in it. And TJ, I will real quick touch on the cucumber and lime agua fresca, which we did not get on Friday night. But I did get coming back on Sunday because I saw they had agua frescas and I said, hey, Sergio. Well, I, I didn't say that because I don't know if I knew his name was Sergio at the time. But uh, I asked Sergio, do you make your agua frescas in-house? Because, yeah, there's those kind of kool-aid mixes type things that people tend to run from time to time and i'm not interested in that I some of which work and some do not yeah and i'm more interested in something refreshing well guess what they do make them in-house because i asked for a lime one because uh, i like a lime agua fresca but they had a cucumber lime as we had at el alteño uh this one is i would say uh a little more 
a little more refreshing, possibly. A, a, if you look at the picture on our social, it looks like a limeade. Uh, instead of the darker green cover uh, color, the darker green color of the El Alteno one, this is uh, looks a little more like a limeade. But if you look closely, there are actual like cucumber pieces within this cucumber and lime agua fresca. Uh, not super sweet, definitely a little bit sweet. But man, um, as the name sounds, cucumber agua fresca or cucumber lime agua fresca, does it sound refreshing? Yes, it does because it is. It was tasty. Uh, Kind of, kind of a nice treat, and something else to get if you're not getting a a beer or a soda or something. You want something just different and, and refreshing with your meal. An excellent choice. Uh, I did want to touch briefly on the single taco that I got, the uh, birria taco, because I've actually had the uh, queso birria tacos from Isla del Mar prior to our visit, TJ, because when everything was very, very locked down uh, during the pandemic, they actually did a cool thing and they have food trucks in their parking lot so that you could just do a curbside type thing. And I do believe they are still doing curbside if you, you prefer to do that. But I have had the tacos before. They are a very tasty taco. Just don't forget to order the consomme to dip your taco in. I uh, kind of Kind of forgot that on our uh, ordering strategy on Friday. Still a good taco, just like any birria taco. Um, meaty, tasty, uh, that nice deep color, and uh, good good stuff. But that that's not why we we traversed here. The purpose was the seafood. So so let us get into some seafood. TJ, would you like to lead it off with an item that you got? Dave, I had an Omaha roll. Ooh, but uh, once again. Showing how the sausage is made. My internet's a little wonky tonight. Dave, could you read me the description of the Omaha roll as a tasty bedtime story? Sure. So TJ had the Omaha roll, and I hope you're all tucked in in your little nori blankets because the Omaha roll has shrimp tempura, spicy tuna, seared tuna, cucumber, and of course a comforting unagi sauce. And they lived saucily ever after, mm. which they really did. This was a decent piece of sushi. Uh, the fish involved was all of a, a high quality, and I like the overall effect. Just a little bit heavy on the sauce, maybe a little uh, little too sweet uh, for my taste with that much unagi sauce, but it wasn't by a wide margin. It was still good. I would still order it again. I just wanted to try. We went in for the... The cold and hot seafood entree options. Yeah. But they had this extensive seafood menu and they had some interesting rolls. So I wanted to pick just one to try. This will have me going back to try more. Uh, I would say the sushi menu is worth your time. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, hey, it's Dave here. This is a sudden mid episode break as we had a listener mention that, hey, we should make sure if somebody's driving around and they're listening into the radio show or maybe the podcast, they know where the episode is focused on this day. And, of course, it's Isla Del Mar. Back to the show. Well, let's uh, let's continue on our uh, our sea, seafaring voyage here. And uh, I, I will talk about the fajitas uh, very briefly because one of our dining companions got the shrimp fajitas. Again, uh, served... In a family-style configuration, lots of shrimp, tricolored peppers, onions, 
and tortillas. Uh, our dining companion, she said she enjoyed her fajitas very much. She ate the uh, the shrimp and liked them a lot. The only thing she said on the uh, tortillas, and I think TJ may get into this a little bit too, uh, she was not a fan of the tortillas uh, necessarily. Um, a little bit more uh, cakey, I believe she said, but uh, that's just their, their style of tortillas. But as far as the core ingredients, which is the reason you're you're going to get those fajitas anyway, she liked them very much. Now, TJ, you did get an item that was wrapped tortilla style. And uh, on our socials, there's a picture of you pulling like two feet of cheese out of this uh, tortilla encased item. And I do believe that that was a Marlin quesadilla. Is that correct? Yes, there are many species of quesadilla on <laughs> offer on this menu. As with just about any other menu item, I kind of debated on uh, both the marlin and on the manta ray. Uh, I, I did a little bit of research. I think marlin uh, are, are doing okay-ish. Those I didn't look into too much because I know they're they're not endangered. Uh, but they, they may be, there may be a few less of them in the sea. So there, there was some debate in my head on that one. Manta rays are certainly in that category where I think they're on the, the like the at risk list. So it's, it's debatable whether or not you personally are going to want to eat these things. I kind of had to have an internal debate on both of these items, but darn it, they're interesting. There's something you don't get everywhere. And I certainly wanted to satisfy some some curiosity in this vein. So I did get the Marlin, partially because it was a smoked Marlin. And I kind of wanted to try a smoked fish quesadilla. I did not notice the smoke that much. However, oh, it was so darn meaty. I mean, this was a very substantial, yeah. non-fishy tasting fish uh, in a sort of I, I want to say a marinade, you know, there's a sort of reddish uh, sauce on it with all that cheese surrounding it. And you would think, especially if you do check our social media and see just how much cheese pull, as lot. we say here on Saturday Omaha, there was, there was a ton. There was just as much marlin in there. Uh, for the, for the fajitas, I could see where our guest would uh, would feel somewhat negatively about the tortillas if you're looking for that rustic corn tortilla experience. This was kind of somewhere between, I think cakey really is a good descriptor here. They're a thicker, kind of pillowy, you can tell there's masa involved. If you told me they were part masa, part wheat flour, I would believe it. If you told me it was just a very, very fine grind of masa and then made a little bit richer, uh -huh. I, I would buy that too. On the quesadilla, it was perfect. I really oh, liked good. it. Now, it was kind of hard to wrap my my mind around this particular type of tortilla. I've never had them exactly like this before. And there are applications where I don't think I would like it. But for a fajita, and it's slightly less absorbent than a flour tortilla would be. So I would debate on an enchilada, but I think I would like it for an enchilada as well. These certainly have their place. And they are, at least in my experience, inside Omaha and the surrounding area. They are unique. I have not had one exactly like this. And for this application, it was really good. And uh, if you wanted to, if you wanted to have a nice lunch, get this in a drink and, and be done. And be happy with your life. Yeah, and they, they come with the chips and salsa. I mean, you can get uh, you can get shrimp, fish, the uh, the chicken. 
uh, quesadillas, five bucks. It's five bucks. And I'm, I'm guessing it's about as, I mean, we didn't have that. We focused on the fish uh, for our trips here, but and they, they have an asada one. So if you do want a steak quesadilla, it's $6. And my guess is it's larger and you get the chips and salsa. So so there you go. I'm, I'm glad you had a good uh, summary on that. And I'm glad the tortilla worked out on the quesadilla for you, TJ. Let us then traverse to some kind of epic things, which is really what drew me in to go, you know what? I'm eating some non-sushi fish. I got to try this because there's just things happening. Uh, I will hit on the sides real quick. Most of the things that uh, you order, the larger entrees, do come with uh, some good Spanish Mexican rice, uh, typical you know red rice color, individual grains, uh, decently tasty. I, I would say um, it's it's good example of what it is. It isn't anything that is, uh, oh my gosh, I have to go with this rice. It is good rice with the meal. However, TJ, uh, my Sunday night, my order, my Sunday night order, which I suppose would be my third or fourth total meal from Isla Del Mar, but of any recency and dining in my second, the rice worked out very well with the sauce that was on my item, but we'll get to that in a second. The other thing that comes with the meal is a uh, shell macaroni salad. And I would describe this as a picnic deli salad. It's it's good, uh, the right temperature, uh, little pieces of pepper, a uh, thinner layer of probably some type of mayonnaise-based sauce, and just kind of has that familiar, uh, I don't know, picnic salad. It's a, it's a macaroni salad. Uh, with you know, with a with a mayonnaise based or other creamy sauce on it, um, kind of a basic side, interesting choice and kind of a, a fun choice uh, as something a little bit different. I don't believe I've encountered that on any uh, Mexican restaurant menu that I have been to. So something different. TJ, would you like to touch it all on the rice and uh, macaroni salad, the shell salad side? Well, Dave. <gasps> I didn't actually have either, but they oh. looked real tasty from across <laughs> the way. Ah, fantastic then. Okay, okay. Well, then let, let us get to some large. Uh, if Frampton were to uh, order some type of seafood, uh, this this may be the, the type of place he needs to go. So, uh, Tej, um, I'm going to start with, with my imperial tower, the La Torre Imperial, which is fish ceviche, agua chili shrimp, cooked shrimp, Breaded shrimp, octopus, avocado, cucumber, red onion, tomato, and sauce of the house. Now, ceviche, uh, being fish that has been soaked in some type of acidic uh, item, in this case, lime juice, very likely. Um, I had probably, oh, I don't know, Teach. I think this thing was probably a five to six inch tower of seafood that showed up. And I did not finish it. I, I want to be really clear. This was not small in any way. It was 18 bucks. And the bottom layer is probably three or so uh, inch tall, maybe a uh, three to four inch in diameter size round of ceviche. So that shrimp, tomato, cucumber, onion, all soaked in lime. Um, the fish being raw and then soaked in lime juice, quote unquote, cooks it. Uh, so it has an opaque uh, visage and also picks up the, the whole layer has lime throughout. Definitely a very strong 
um, and fresh tasting uh, lime profile. And then stacked on top then was octopus and shrimp and shrimp and shrimp. Uh, there were three different types of shrimp on here and then fresh avocado. And there was the, the third of those shrimp. There's one very large breaded shrimp sitting at the top of this giant stack of seafood. Now, full disclosure, again, Dave, speaking about myself in the third person, is that guy that typically does not order fish unless it is sushi, which I order on the regular. So I am not an experienced ceviche eater. However, I will tell you that it was very fresh. The uh, change of texture between straight raw fish in sushi and the uh, a little more dense nature of what the lime juice does with that fish through the marinating process uh, definitely changes the texture and all the vegetables in there keep it very fresh. I think that for me, this particular item, and granted we're recording when it's a little bit colder outside, if I was sitting by the beach and I was listening to the waves come in and the ocean breezes were coming my way, and I wanted a dish that was cooling and refreshing, but exceedingly protein-rich as well. I think ceviche might be that item with that lime freshness, where you might not want a heavy, hot dish coming at you like a burger or something along those lines. The ceviche definitely would hit that. Uh, the cooked shrimp, uh, a couple of just you know standard-style little shrimp, um, cold, of course, because this is a, a cold entree. And then uh, the octopus. Now, this is kind of fun because I think it maybe is the second or third time that I've had octopus. Um, I've had the Greek Islands version, which is a little bit different than this. Um, oh, hey, it's break time here on the podcast. Uh, if you'd get a minute, please uh, leave us a nice, happy, positive, fun review on Google or Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate that. Uh, also, head on over to FatterdayOmaha.com if you get a chance. We have some Fatterday friends that uh, you may find interesting there that have neat things available. And also a link to our TV spots, our writing things, uh, basically anything Fatterday. You can find it there. Uh, but enough with the break. Let's get back to the show on Isla Del Mar. And here we go. Was it rhyming too much? <laughs> And then uh, the octopus. Now, this is kind of fun because I think it maybe is the second or third time that I've had octopus. Um, I've had the Greek Islands version, which is a little bit different than this, um, appropriately so. Uh, totally two different regions of cuisine and areas and continents in this case. So um, I believe ceviche actually hails from uh, Peru, uh, Peru's claim to fame. So we might have to talk to uh, Piero uh, Cotrina of WD Cravings and see what he has to say about ceviche. But uh, definitely, oh man, this is an interesting entree and big, certainly shareable. I think TJ, you saw this thing from a distance. I think it could easily uh, feed two people pretty well, uh, or one sufficiently hungry person. If you ate this thing from top to bottom, you're going to be stuffed. And that's, yeah, touching on that, as you say, uh, 18 bucks, two people or one sufficiently hungry person, again on cost, 18 bucks. 
whole lot of food, not that much money, really nice presentation. Oh, yeah. I was very curious to to hear your thoughts on this. As again, Dave and uh, non-sushi, any fish that tastes even remotely fishy <laughs> is, uh, is very much a problem uh, with Dave and with many of us, I would say. So this is certainly... Certainly a good uh, good dish, probably for just about anybody who's either either likes fish or already likes ceviche or is feeling just a little adventurous. Yeah, but yeah, that was a neat looking thing. And I, and I did get you have your choice of a mild or spicy. I went for the spicy version just because I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about all the ingredients there, and especially being cold. And I I thought maybe the the heat would kick it up, and it did. It was not an overpowering heat at all. Um, a decent spice level there, and kind of as TJ was alluding to here with the with the size and price and whatnot. The other thing is this thing is like pure protein from top to bottom. I mean, there's it's it's all expensive ingredients. There's, well, you know, I, I was gonna say yeah, maybe most mostly protein. I mean, there's vegetables in there with minimal protein content, but there's a lot of protein, and there's no there there there's no carb baggage here. Not really. None. There there's nothing. It, it's one of the healthiest things you could possibly <laughs> from. Uh, okay, uh, TJ is not a doctor. TJ is not a nutritionist, but I have some awareness of how macronutrients work. This is a really good deal. And uh, if if you're, uh, I don't know if it qualifies for paleo, but if you're on that side of things, or if you want something with a few less carbs and and everything you need and nothing you don't, this is in that category. If you are a pescatarian, this thing is gonna nail what you need for your lunch, no question. Which I actually know exactly one pescatarian who I may need to recommend this place to if he hasn't been. Ooh, very nice. But yeah. So, all right. So so mine was epic, and this is one of those things. I, I think it's one of the coolest things. Uh, ooh, I, sorry. No no pun intended on the cold side of the menu. Um, I, I stayed with the cold side of the menu, although I did differ from that on my Sunday night adventure. But TJ, while I was uh, sitting in the barra fria, the, the cold side of the bar, uh, you went for the caliente side of the bar and actually got a gigantic dish known as the mocojete mar. Would you like me to read off the ingredients of this little beastie? Ah, uh, I I believe I can I can mull cajete mar cajete cajete. It's got to be J E T E. Yeah, mull cajete. Mull cajete. Yes, yes. That's as close as that's as close as TJ Spanish is gonna get. Yes. But it was a whole fried tilapia <laughs> on top of our delicious ceviche, sided with our breaded shrimp and shrimp with octopus in our diablo sauce in parentheses spicy sauce. Mm-hmm. This makes an impression coming out. Yes. Um, because of how ridiculously big some of the food is, it was it was roughly hitting expectations. Maybe a maybe a touch shorter in person than I thought it would be. You know how it is when you meet your heroes. But uh, <laughs> still, a, a whole heck of a lot of food in a freestanding, rough-hewn stone bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the obvious first impression is a, a couple of breaded shrimp in that red, um, slightly, I, I hesitate to say grainy because it didn't it didn't feel grainy, but uh, you know how cocktail sauce has a little bit of bit of a grit to it. It was that, but don't think flavor of cocktail sauce. Uh, rich tomato, some spiciness. I didn't analyze it perhaps as deep as I could have. It was a tasty 
spicy but not too spicy sauce. Uh, I tend to think, and in most cuisines uh, worldwide that I see, a lot of people agree, uh, spicy capsaicin-laden things tend to go well with fish, especially fishier-tasting fish. So this as a shrimp sauce and something instead of cocktail sauce, which is a very mm. specific flavor mm-hmm. and not always something I like, you could put their Diablo sauce on a whole lot of things, and they do, and it is delicious. Uh, that is, it was definitely a positive first impression on this. Man, I don't know if this is, I mean, it is a dish because it is several things in one dish, but it's really a whole lot of dishes in one dish. <laughs> so this this container, this conveyance, this contrivance, this tower, this molcajete. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a good introduction to this. Just a little bit of octopus. Uh, I could have stood a little bit more, but very well prepared. Nice color. Uh, you know, a little bit of that al dente to the tooth. Uh, I, I'm incorrect in saying it's al dente because it doesn't stick to your teeth at all. But it, it very nice firm texture to it without being chewy you know it, it you you can bite through it not rubbery cleanly it 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 feels yeah exactly it's not rubbery it feels i'm trying to find the the positive side of this rather than the uh rather than commenting on their the lack of a negative <laughs> but yeah it had it had a good firmness to it but while still being tender firm Firm but tender is what I'm really saying. Oh, very nice. Here. So well-prepared octopus, and I wanted more of it. That is not a negative commentary on this. It's just a positive commentary on the fact that the octopus was good. And there is somewhere down, if I start scrolling down this menu, I believe I will find an octopus in Diablo sauce, which I would totally order after this experience because that part of the meal was very good. The shrimp were good. Uh, still, everything was whole head on. However, in the case of the breaded, it was head on and then it had been shelled behind that and then breaded and fried. So you could, you know, eat the fried part and leave the head. Uh, a word on whole head on shrimp from TJ's perspective. I know a lot of people like them or, you know, the peel and eat where it is cooked in the shell. I am not a big fan of having to do that prep work on my food, A. And B, if it if it is in the shell with some very rare exceptions with chefs with incredible knife skills that I can only desperately aspire to. Generally speaking, if it's whole head on shrimp, it has not been deveined. And yes, I know you can eat them like that. I don't care for it. Even sitting there at the table, I will remove that part of the shrimp. I have a, a problem with that. So I'm kind of, I'm searching for that. I'm, I'm fiddling with the food, which I do have a little bit of a problem with. That is a personal preference. There is nothing wrong with this as a style. And a lot of people like it. And it does feel hearty and interesting to have those big whole head on shrimp the flavor of the shrimp itself the preparation uh the the doneness level everything about these was very good the breading was fineness with just a, fine with just a little bit of uh, of texture to it expertly fried uh nice flavor not extremely assertive especially above the the diablo sauce but I really do like their fried shrimp, and now that I have uh, I have bit in and dissected a couple, while the whole head-on shrimp are in fact whole head-on shrimp, the fried ones are prepped to my liking, and uh, I will probably order them again and just go right to town. So that is 
the first two tiny bits. Then we get to <laughs> the whole head-on tilapia. Yeah. Uh, nicely sectioned. Uh, let's see. Does it say fried or grilled? Here it says fried, fried specifically. Yes. Okay, so that's that's the crispness of a skin of the skin, and uh, I don't know if technically you're supposed to be eating it with the skin or not, but the skin was tasty. Um, it was very much edible that way. Um, for those who know tilapia, which I really don't, uh, I'm sure you're aware of this already. But it's a very easy to eat fish, or at least this one was. I am bad at fish. I am bad at a whole fish. I have trouble, you know, separating out the bones and really making sure I got them all. I always have that trouble with any whole bone-in fillets of fish, let alone a whole prepped one like this. But it was scored in nice little lines, so you can you can get your fork in there and take out sections of. I would say perfectly prepared fish. This the the texture was just right. The Dunless level was just right. I could pretty much just go to town on this nicely scored fried fish. It was, I mean, depending on how you feel about your average whole fish and the aesthetics thereof, as as such a thing goes, this one was beautiful. This was a very nice looking whole fish. There was a lot of it. I'm very positive on this. Uh, if I were to do it again, I might search for one or request it where I had the whole fish with some Diablo sauce either kind of over the top or on the side and just have those two together. I think I left a lot of it behind because, again, TJ is bad at fish. But it was it was a good dish. It was hearty. I was glad that I got it. This is, you know, it's the centerpiece of this molcajete. Yeah. And it's worthy of being so. Now you get down below that, and there is still more shrimp. I would be hard to hard pressed to uh, number them. I didn't do the TJ research like I was supposed to and count everything. I want to I want to say like six or eight. Okay. Very large, uh, whole head-on uh, peel and eat type shrimp in that Diablo sauce. Honestly, by the time I got here. I had had that quesadilla, which would have been good enough on its own. I had a horchata. I had some fried shrimp. I had some octopus. <laughs> I had a whole tilapia. I had some guacamole. Um, Fatterdayed this thing big time. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't feel that much need to uh, consume all the shrimp, and some of it uh, sadly got left behind. But that is not a commentary on it. Again, TJ has a little bit of trouble with the the fully in shell shrimp and at this point i i was working on so much that they everything was kind of cooling off so they were whole head on and cold they they were kind of put aside but i may or may not have uh, eaten the sauce on them anyway you did i watched that it. diablo sauce is delicious yeah i i really like that stuff and then below that is a whole giant earthenware bowl <laughs> full of ceviche so much, and I thought I wasn't going to eat it, but we were, we were still sitting there, and uh, uh, another one of our our guests who uh, maybe called on to comment later had uh, ordered some things for the misses for takeout, and we were waiting on those things, and I'm looking at my my bowl of Dave, as you put it, and I believe aptly so, my fish cereal. Yes, your fish cereal bowl. <laughs> And, and I took a, I, like, well, I, I should at least have some because it's not like, it, it might do okay refrigerated, 
but it's it's not something I really want to do. Take you know, take out, take home, and eat later. All that mm-hmm. much. Maybe if I had had it by itself in a container where it was kept cold and then shipped that home. But as it was, I didn't want to try and move it into containers. So like, well, I should have some, and I had a forkful. And another forkful, <laughs> and another, 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 and another. Oh my! And eventually, it was pretty much gone. Oh. And that was a really good ceviche. I agree with your uh, your freshness assessment, your macronutrient assessment. There's no real nutritional baggage here in this. It's uh, it's you know citrus sauce and fish and vegetables. And uh, fishiness was really not allowed pretty much in anything I had. The the flavor, whatever fishiness is, there's a certain compound common to uh, to some water-dwelling uh, plant life organisms that we, we are, smell and are aware of. You notice it a lot in catfish. That sort of fishiness flavor that some people are used to, maybe some people like, though I haven't met one. Some some people are cool with it. I don't care for it, and a lot of people don't. The the fishiness component that that wasn't anywhere to be found. Nope. You know, tilapia is such a mild, mild fish. Octopus, every everything we had, there was there was the barest hint of it in that Marlin quesadilla, but everything was mild and well prepared, and the textures were all excellent. Um, We'll get into it in the wrap-up, everything overall. But darn it, I was happy with this giant mound of seafood. And generally, giant mound of seafood and I don't get along terribly well. They did a really good job. And yet again, touching on price. I just named off all those things with what I hope was a detailed enough description of them. In these large quantities, 22 bucks. I don't get out of Arby's for 22 bucks. Are you kidding me with this? It's, it's a really good deal. I'm not sure I'd go this route again. I would probably get a quesadilla and maybe one other small thing and, uh, and an agua fresca and be a very happy guy. But this was neat to do once and just, again, I know we're trying not to touch on price too much, but the pricing's really good. Yeah, and I, I believe twenty eight fifty on the Mokelhete Mar, but uh, still a heck of a deal with the... St- oh, sorry. Yes, I was reading uh, El Mokelhete, which is uh, mostly a shrimp uh, proposition. You are correct. twenty eight fifty on the Mokelhete Mar, which is still a deal. No kidding. No kidding. Well, and still roughly my Arby's bill. <laughs> well, I, uh, I'll tell you. So I went back uh, after our official Saturday adventure because I, I really just wanted... To hit that the the hot side of the menu because I really didn't get into that on the seafood type perspective. Uh, I actually had dinner. I, I usually eat very light, uh, you know, on days that are not Friday or Saturday. Um, but in this case, I'm like, I, I want some more food, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go go try this out and try the other side of the menu. So I I did. Uh, I got the camarones al mojo de ajo. So this is shrimp smothered in special garlic sauce. Um, this runs 16 bucks, which is kind of on the same lines as uh, several of the other dishes uh, we were talking about. This one uh, has 10 shrimp that come out, and it is smothered in this slightly ever so hint of sweet, heavy garlic, oily deliciousness. Um, There are pieces... I want this. Oh, yeah. You can see the garlic pieces in the sauce. 
Now, we have talked enough about my uh, proclivities regarding seafood. I ate all of these shrimp. Uh, they asked if I wanted them shell on or shell off, so you can request them however you like. And I believe when our dining companion ordered the case or the uh, fajitas, that uh, that was also an option. So TJ, that mogul has a mar, you may be able to get them already shelled for you. I, I don't know for sure. Oh. Oh, that these, uh, I mean, I'm going to have to ask because that is some game-changing stuff you're mm -hmm. talking about right there. If I could get these shelled, oh, yeah. Yeah. Some Diablo sauce. Yeah. 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 Or that garlic. Yeah, con continue, Dave, because I'm you're you're speaking my language in a number of ways here. Yeah, if if I took some like olive oil or, or something along those lines and mixed up some garlic and just the barest dusting of sugar is probably where I'd end up with on this sauce. And there was a pool of it on the plate, and it was great because you could bathe your shrimp in it. And this is where the rice came in. I took some of the rice. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're putting some of that garlic oil on there and going to mix that up with the rice. Yeah, that was kind of tasty, too. So um, I see your curry restaurants have taught you well. <laughs> and the the shrimp, uh, I, I will say, I think they had just the barest hint of, I, I can't even call it breading. There was some, a little bit of texture. Now that might've been some of the garlic sticking to there or maybe some sugar. And it just barely gave it like this coating kiss because it was not a perfectly smooth shrimp. Rather, it had a little bit of texture to it, which may even help it grab some of that sauce. Uh, so kind of a fun deal, heavy on the garlic. Uh, definitely a little more to... Uh, what I think I would want on those colder, more wintry days versus the ceviche, uh, you know, hot during the summer, uh, maybe the way to go there. But uh, but a fun entree. My second visit again, uh, Sergio took care of me uh, really nicely, and I uh, got those chips and salsa. So that was the uh, yeah the camarones al mojo de ajo. So shrimp and shrimp and garlic, and there that is. So let us uh, then. I I think that I think that's it. That takes us to the wrap up, does it not, TJ? I, uh, I do believe so. I had the mokohete. Yes. The sushi. Yes. The quesadilla. Yes. yes. Okay. Sounds good. Well, well, let's get into the wrap up. So TJ, as we ordered a good cross section of the menu, we were able to dine in, which is an important thing when considering a restaurant for the possibility of being on the Frampton scale. So let's let's give it a, a chance to get on the Frampton scale, which of course is our Saturday Omaha scale of excellence. Being anywhere on this scale is a good thing. We measure it from zero to five in half steps only. Um, one of the things that uh, Sam, if he were recording with us here, would tell you is these other places where if somebody comes to Omaha from out of town and they're like, hey, I want to go somewhere interesting where I'm going to go back home and be like, man, you remember that meal that we had in Omaha? Uh, that is the type of thing that will be on the Frampton scale. Obviously, we want you to try this restaurant. We will not waste your time talking to you for an hour about a place that you shouldn't go. So, just because people sometimes get a little nervous around numbers being anywhere is good. So TJ, would you tell us if this makes it on the Frampton scale? And if so, what do you think? So this is a little bit of a weird one uh, because as I felt about it overall um, is not necessarily what it was. If I rate the meal I got specifically and that one experience I would probably give it 
about a two, but I think this place is a, a three, maybe even up because the food was quite good. The value is certainly there. It's got that party atmosphere, or at least it can uh, when when they have the the events like they did on Friday. Uh, I think if I went on Sunday and knew a little bit more about it, where what I was ordering this yet again, we, we've had people talk to us about you really should do multiple visits. And I think this is kind of proof positive of that. So I suspect that uh, this is a three, 3.5, I think is probably what I really should be giving it, especially with the new information that you have brought to light. However, in the interest of of honesty and the tradition of rate what you ate here on Saturday Omaha. What I got and the experience I had, I believe was a two. I think there's a lot of potential here and that might even be a little bit low, but TJ's going to stick with a two because it had, it, it's certainly on the scale. It's, it's so big. It's so interesting. It has so much going for it. And everything I had was very well prepared. Indeed. Uh, I also had a two in mind. So that is what I'm going to go with. Maybe waffling towards a 2.5 uh, just because of the epic factor. So I, I think I'm going to give it a 2.5, TJ. Uh, again, being anywhere on the scale is good. And a 2.5 sits nicely with a lot of other very solid restaurants within Omaha. Again, our scale of epicness because this place is epic. Whether it's the robot running around bringing things to the table, uh, bands on Friday nights, or if you prefer not to have those bands that maybe go on a different night, uh, price is decent. The amount of food you get is no question big. I will tell you the uh, shrimp with garlic sauce is a little bit of a smaller entree versus the uh, as far as uh, filling up on straight uh, seafood versus say the quesadilla or the uh, the tower the imperial the imperial tower that I got which is eighteen bucks and is just all seafood. There's some really great options here. I don't know anywhere in Omaha where you can find this range of fun cuisine, amazing cuisine. The place was hopping when I went on Sunday night. Uh, there were lots of people there as well, so clearly well-liked by their patrons. The staff was great. They uh, sat us fast on Friday. They sat me super fast on Sunday. Um, food came out in a timely manner, uh, even though there was you know uh, just tons of folks there. And it's just fun. It is fun. Go with someone... Uh, so you can share some of these things. If you go by yourself, get ready to have a to-go box and try something cold or something hot. Maybe get that cucumber lime agua fresca and just experience uh, Isla del Mar and and the bounties of the sea located uh, in your hometown. So uh, I, I think that's, that's where I'm at. TJ, anything else that you would like to add before we uh, close it down here? I think uh, the Frampton scale is is whether or not a place is fatter day. Uh, it is also, as as Sam says, it's that place that you're bringing people like they came in from out of town and look at this thing that Omaha has that other places do not. And I don't know, um, you know, how, how much I'm going to put it up against like a seafood spot on the coast. Sure. However, we, we ask the question, is this fatter day fairly often for restaurants? This is an interesting opportunity where I would like to to point out this place is Omaha. This place feels very it's 
culturally interesting. It, it is a Mexican Southo spot, very interesting, done differently with a, a different type of cuisine than pretty much any other spot I have been to, and certainly very seafood heavy with this warm, welcoming atmosphere and this massive dining room full of all kinds of people getting together and experiencing this thing. It is certainly something, even if you are not a seafood person, I think this is someplace you need to go at least once just to enjoy the place and soak in the atmosphere. It's something a little different, and I'm I'm very happy we did it. I'm very happy it's there. Awesome. Well said. Well, with that then, that's that was excellent. So let us then close her down here on Saturday Omaha and Isla Del Mar, located at 5101 South 36th Street here in Omaha, Nebraska. And with that, until we eat again, uh, we would ask you to stay hungry. And uh, TJ, what would uh, Sam like to tell him? Well, I believe... He would like to suggest, or indeed, demand. You eat this. That's right. Eat this because it's fun and tasty. We'll see you next time on Saturday Omaha. Bye-bye. Our show is recorded and produced by Saturday Omaha. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. If you would like to uh, see some fun pictures of food, there are restaurants that we visit that aren't always featured on the show, but you can find all sorts of neat and tasty stuff there. We do focus on local content within the Omaha and uh, Lincoln metro areas is our primary uh, sphere, but uh, we've been known to eat elsewhere too. There's more content at FatterdayOmaha.com. And if you missed part of the show, uh, you can find our podcast on your podcast provider, Apple, Google, etc. Uh, kind of wherever you, you get your podcast. We truly thank you for listening to our episode on Isla Del Mar. Again, you can find them at 5101 South 36th Street, Omaha, Nebraska. And until we eat again, stay hungry.